Welcome back to The Watchlist. I'm Nicole Petalides. It's Apple Day. This is the Big Apple September event. It is underway. We are getting all the breaking news. It was called Far Out because there was a lot of speculation about satellite connectivity. We've already gotten some news on some of those features. Greg Martin is with us, co-founder and managing director of Rainmaker Securities. New phones, new AirPods, and new watch, lots to discuss here. What's um, what's standing out to you? Let's go over what we're hearing here. Okay, thanks. As an Apple junkie myself, uh, I find these events fascinating, and it's it's hard to imagine that Apple can keep uh, providing excitement. You know, given how mature a lot of their products are, but you know, today they continue to do that. You know, the thing that I think is most interesting is the Apple Watch. I think it's sort of the most revolutionary. Um, you know, they've they've added, you know, uh, significant features to the Apple Watch 8, and in particular, a temperature sensor. I was I was wondering whether they would add a glucose monitor, but I expect that's coming soon. But I think the big announcement on the watch side was the Watch Ultra, the $800 version that's super high performance. It's, you know, extremely underwater resistance. It's going to be enabling scuba and scuba divers, you know, to have an amazing watch. So I really think that there's a heavy focus on you know making the Apple Watch not just a smartwatch but a risk computer, and I think that's where Apple sees growth. You know, especially as they reach maturity on the iPhone. You know, on the iPhone side, I view it more as evolutionary. I think you know they obviously um, have improved their camera. Um, they've got better battery life. But you know, the big announcement there was on the satellite service, as you mentioned, which relates to the far out event. That's super cool. In situations, you know, where you run out of connectivity, having the ability to have satellite service is extremely interesting. Um, and there's some other smaller announcements on the AirPods, better battery, AirPods, better battery life. Um, but I think the watch is the is the focus of the event. Uh, yeah, you think so, huh? The watch is the focus of the event. I think you're I think you're right in that a lot of people were waiting for a lot of details on the new watch. As you mentioned, this uh, Ultra is more for the athletic type, right? And it has that temperature sensor and water resistance. Um, so great battery life, all that. There's so much, I, I agree, this is a most exciting day. And I know that in October, we may even hear more on more iPads and uh, MacBooks, but Speaking of what's going on here, when I look at the 14, the 14 plus starts at 899, the 14's at 799. Um, what do you think of the price points based on what we're seeing when what we're getting, right? You have the satellite service, you have um, new chips and such. Tell me a little bit about the price point for what we're getting here, different sizes as well. Yeah, price points is fascinating. You know, we live in a world where, you know, there's some significant recessionary forces and there's the question of whether, you know, people can afford, you know, to buy the new phone, to upgrade. You know, we have about a billion uh, current active iPhone users um, and the upgrade cycle is something like once every four years. You know, and if you think about that, that sort of, you know, portends about 250 million new phones a year um, in a recession. If that, you know, changes to once every five years, then you decline from 250 to 200. It's a 20 percent decline in sales. And so Apple has to be very careful about how they price it. If you think about Apple's iPhone there, you know, worldwide, there's something like an average price of $873 versus, you know, uh, their primary competitor being Android, which is kind of in the high $200. And so, you know, I was wondering whether they would increase price and what the price elasticity would be 
for 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 an iPhone. I mean, I think historically, when the market, you know, when the economy was relatively stable, you know, a, a, a hundred dollars here or there on an iPhone, given how important it is and central it is to your life, probably doesn't make a huge difference in consumer buying. But I think Apple has to be very careful now that people are going to be watching, you know, every expenditure much more closely. Um, and so, I, I, you do get a lot more. Um, you know, for basically the same price here, and so I think Apple is continuing to. They don't want people upgrading once every five years. They want to continue the once every four year, you know, average upgrade cycle. So I do think pricing is a factor because they want to keep iPhone growth growing, growing because it's such a huge part of their revenue still. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then there, um, I, I want to talk more about the phone, but I want to make sure I get to the AirPods uh, Pro, the personalized spatial audio, noise cancellation, adaptive transparency. Um, I think a lot of people were waiting on these new AirPods as well. Anything you want to add on the AirPods before I bombard you with iPhone questions? Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm wearing AirPods right now. Um, I love my AirPods Pro. Uh, I'm going to buy the new ones because my biggest complaint is is battery life. I mean, I think battery life is the is the biggest one. Uh, the noise cancellation is supposed to be twice as good. Um, and you know, every time you're in a store and someone complains about the external noise, you know, it makes you want to have a, a better noise cancellation device. So I think. You know, there will be a reasonable upgrade cycle on the AirPods, but in a recessionary environment, again, the price point might be challenging for 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 many folks, and so it'll be interesting to see what the upgrade life, you know, the upgrade cycle looks like there. But I definitely like what I heard from yeah. their uh, AirPod announcement. Yeah, and just before we get into more details, chatting about this exciting day. I mean, the stock right now is at 155. It's not really doing much. In fact. Um, over the last one month, it's down about 6%. Granted, the markets has come under pressure as well. But, you know, uh, we had a guest on earlier today who had a target, Martin Yang, over at Oppenheimer. Um, he had a target outperform and a 190 target. Um, is this something you would buy at 154.89 today, Apple, and why? You know, it, I definitely consider it an outperform. Um, the question is, you know, the overall market is so challenged. We're, we're in a very choppy environment. And so I see I see ups and downs, and we've certainly had, you know, more than our fair share this year. Apple has continu you know, continued to outperform the market, but of course the market's been very challenged with interest rates increasing and, you know, recessionary clouds looming. 190 feels uh, pretty optimistic to me. Um, you know, I, I feel though, if you're if you're going to be in equities, um, you know, Apple is a safer place to be. They have you know such a diversified business model. They have uh, you know such a great cash engine. They have an amazing balance sheet. So there's lots of price support. You know, if the, if the stock trades down a little bit, you know that they, that they can buy back shares. You know, so I, I still like Apple relative to you know other stocks, but I do feel. The recessionary environment's going to put going to be very challenging for their core iPhone business, and I think it's a question of whether some of their other higher growth, higher margin businesses like services, which are growing in higher margin, and 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 their new push into digital advertising, which I think could be really interesting, will overcome some of the headwinds that are going to be associated with product upgrade cycles. And I'm seeing more on the price point. i14 Pro to start at 999. The i14 Pro Max to start at 1,099. Mm -hmm. Available um, on September 16th. 
there are a lot of people who are willing to pay these prices, I would think. I mean, I don't think they would put them out if they weren't people ready to buy it. So did we get everything that we expected? You know, was the consumer going to be happy? Did they get the storage, the battery, battery life? Did they get the larger, um, you know, phone that they wanted? I see all kinds of other things. Of course, you have emergency sensor. If you, I guess you can send out an SOS satellite. You got the temperature on the watch. Um, these are some of the things I think people were waiting for. There's a crash detection. I would think that's a physical crash, or is it a crash on your watch technically, but I'm thinking it means a real crash. I mean, what do you think? Did we get everything that we were waiting on? Is there anything that disappointed you? Uh, there will always be people that are disappointed. I wanted to see a glucose monitor on the watch, uh, personally. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but I, I think Apple has to keep providing people with reasons to sort of come back and upgrade. If they give you too much too soon, you know, at some point they run out of new features. Um, I think Apple does a very good job of incrementally, you know, feeding people new features. So, so I think this was a, a good event. I think this, you know, obviously the far out you know, uh, uh, title for the event, you know, was satisfied with the satellite uh, capabilities. I think I think that's going to get people excited. But at the end of the day, I, I do think that the Apple Watch was more of a step function improvement. And I do think that's where they're going to see the most growth from this event. I think the iPhone sort of met expectations and, you know, the AirPods for people who, you know, want a longer battery life and better noise cancellation will see some growth. But I think the focus again is on the Apple Watch. Uh, just quickly, I see that the models will not have the SIM tray and will use an eSIM. Um, what does that mean for folks? I, I think it's just better, better security, better protection. So, you know, it, it, people just can't turn that off. Um, and so I, I, I just think it's more of a security, a security feature more than anything that, okay. you know, people who really understand it, it'll matter to. But for the average consumer, I don't think it'll make a difference. Greg Martin, thank you so much. Co-founder and managing director at Rainmaker Security. It's an exciting day for Apple and for us that we get to talk all about this far out event from Apple. Thank you.